Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello, everyone. Uh, you might have seen that we look a little different today. And you may have been checking, is this the right podcast? Yes, you are on the right podcast. The Lovely Leah's Spiritual Shit Podcast. Um, we got some new, sorry, I got really excited because we got some new um, branding photos. And uh, a, a facelift, a shift and change in um, how spiritual shit is going to look. So I'm thrilled. I, I hope you like it. But um Sometimes I, w- I imagine that would make a little bit of confusion for people who are looking for the same graphic. Anyway, I'm, I'm super excited. This is growth. This is, um, us expanding a little bit. And today we have a really excellent episode. We have Aaron back on the show. We've had him on the show twice before to talk about the law of one. And today we were talking about masculine and feminine energies and in such a different way than we've approached it in the past. And I'm really excited I'm just, I'm always excited, but like, I think that this is going to be a really uh, poignant episode and and you're going to hear me get pretty choked up about (laughs) a couple of things that we talk about. Um, and it's rare that I, I get emotional like that on episodes, but that kind of hit me. So you'll get to enjoy that today. Um, besides that, I hope that you have joined Patreon. Um, at patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah to become a $10 member in order to become a part of our workshop that we have coming up on September 5th. It's at one CST. If you're not available during that time, you are more than welcome to watch the replay three days after. You can also join the day of and then watch the replay. Some people did that and still got the benefit of the last workshop. So, um, but it is only available during those days. And then, uh, it goes on spiritualshitschool.com. So if you missed out on some workshops and you would like to see those, um, I'm slowly loading those up with new courses in school, um, that you guys can be a part of. And I'm really excited in just all the ways that we are able to offer learning and information and growth, um, as I am digesting it all with you. Um, just a heads up. If you're on Instagram and there is someone that's coming after you, uh, soliciting you for readings, it is not myself. And so, um, just, you know, don't give them any money. Don't give anybody any money if they are soliciting you for money anyway. Um, but just so you know, that is not me. I have one account and, uh, yeah, I would not be coming after you with spelling my name wrong in the title. So there's that. We got that out of the way. And so, uh, something I really want to talk about quickly is like, this week, for some reason, the energy for myself, and maybe you guys have noticed it too, um, is just really heavy, like really, really heavy. And, um, you know, with everything that's going on in Afghanistan, 
and just, I mean, if you don't know what's going on, please do your research. Um, I'm donating money. I hope that you're donating money uh, to those causes as well as the massive earthquake that happened in Haiti. Um, so do whatever you can to, uh, provide or help with your resources if you're able to, uh, to help, uh, those, those different causes, you know, there's just so much going on in the world and it's so hard to keep up. I'm sure as I say this, there will be someone to be like, what about this? She didn't mention that. And, um, it's really hard to keep up with, with everything. And it just feels like a really scary time. And that on top of, the mental energy that it takes to live in today's world and, you know, pandemic and social media and like all kinds of stuff. It's just, you know, you get to a point where it's just, it's, it's too much. It feels like it's becoming to be too much. It's just really hard to, to deal with it all. And even if you don't notice that you're taking it in, I think it does energetically take a toll uh, over some time. And I was just noticing that like, man, I'm feeling you know, like there was a couple of days where I was feeling just angry and, and lethargic and moody. And I, you know, was really hard on myself about it. Like, why do you feel this way? Whatever, you know, like gaslighting myself over and over. And, um, something that I just really am trying to, to give myself grace around is like, okay, this is, this is what's happening in the world right now. And, you know, like I'm trying to like stay to a diet and, you know, work on my fitness and raise a kid, you know, raise a few kids, um, as well as keep my house clean and, you know, like, and do new branding and work on this and work on that or whatever. And it's just, it's so much, it's so much. And we often give ourselves like the blues about, um, not being able to finish stuff or feeling, you know, like we shouldn't feel this way or, um, I should have my new book by now or my new podcast or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, if you're, if you're able to just keep a good mood lately, you're doing okay. <laughs> you know, um, I just, I, you know, grace is the word, grace is the word. And, uh, we'll talk a little bit about this in our episode as well, about like being able to lean into our feminine energy and, and, and what does it look like to rest and what does it look like to rejuvenate? Um, because during this time while everything is going on, like we must be gentle with ourselves. We must be gentle with ourselves in order to be able to, to, to sustain any kind of energetic frequency <laughs> that's positive. It's not all about being positive all the time. It's just about, I, for myself, in order to be in a place where I can feel normal for a little bit, I need to be more gentle with myself. So anyway, that's what's going on this week for me. And uh, let's get into the super juicy episode coming up next. Aaron is a rising philosopher and spiritual teacher who left his foundation as a Christian worship leader to search for truth after he experienced his own spiritual awakening. The sign fitness model turned spiritual philosophers making waves in the YouTube community with topics like astral projection, saving faith from fundamentalism, A Course in Miracles, and The Law of One, just to name a few. And under a few years, in a short time on YouTube, he's changing the game, some of his videos reaching over a million views. He breaks down complex spiritual concepts and makes them accessible for the masses. Aaron's passion is to share the path of inner freedom and self-realization to the world, and he does so today via YouTube, social media, meditation classes, workshops, and seminars. In teaching self-empowerment, Aaron's main areas of focus are understanding the ego, self-love, mastering the mind, and forgiveness and inner peace. 
Aaron believes that unity consciousness and freedom from the ego is the next evolutionary step for mankind and is available for anyone who truly desires it. And today we discuss the masculine feminine energies like you've never heard before. So please welcome Aaron to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we have Mr. Aaron Apke, the third time on our show. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm good, Aliyah. It's, it's great to be back after what, uh, like feels like almost two years ago we did a podcast? No, it wasn't two years. It was probably last year. It was last year. It was definitely over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a while. I think our first one was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Um, right. Probably right when I started the show. Yeah. You were just a, a young blossoming yeah. podcaster. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> Look at us now. We have a studio. Killing this is going to be on game. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're excited because um, Aaron, you, you have a vast amount of knowledge um, in, in multiple realms. We tend, we tend to talk a lot about the law of one with you. And that's a, um, if you guys haven't, or don't know about what the law of one is definitely Google it or go to his channel <laughs> and get a lot of information on that. But today we're going to talk about something that I really love to talk about, which is the polarities between the masculine and feminine energies. And when we talk about masculine and feminine energies, we often engage with um, trying to dismantle some of the stereotypes, I guess I would say, around what we think masculine and feminine energy are and how um, essentially, you know, masculine energy is the man and that's not true. And feminine energy is the woman. And that's not true. Although there are some slants sometimes within the bodies that we live in. And so, uh, really before we get into that, if people don't know who you are, um, if they've listened to the show, they probably know, but if they don't, and this is our first episode, like just kind of talk about a little bit of your background, uh, what brought you to this space, uh, to be such an expert in this field. Uh-huh. Um, well, long story short, I was raised as a pastor's kid, wanted to go into church ministry and all that, had a spiritual awakening out of my religion at 23 and started pursuing Eastern religion and philosophy for about four more years, really, uh, intensively. And then had another spiritual awakening at 27, which was more of like, oh, I don't exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just pure consciousness. And so that led me down, um, you know, metaphysics, non-duality, and the stuff I teach today, which led me to, of course, the law of one. And uh, yeah, when I found that text, I was just um, just really blown away at the the quality of information and the the uniqueness and newness and freshness of the way it's delivered. And I just couldn't believe it wasn't a bigger deal in the spiritual space. So I started making some videos on that. And um, those really took off. And mm-hmm. some way or another, I'm now known as the law of one expert. So mm-hmm. I just take it as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the shortest uh, summation of the background I've ever had on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like nobody really minutes. wants to hear this. Let me just blaze through it and give you Let's the cliff get notes. To the meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Law of one extra. So it's funny. I, I, if people don't know, I, I came across the law of one through a friend of mine and then uh, immediately I took to YouTube and this is how I found you. Right. So I started right. watching some of your videos and I was like, bro, I need to have you on the show. <laughs> and I love how the world is that small now. Like you can tweet somebody, Instagram, somebody, and then end up becoming friends with somebody. So, it's so there cool. You go. It's so fun. Um, so I want to talk about masculine and feminine inward versus outward directed energy. Um, first, I would love for you to define um, the difference between the two and then kind of talk to us. Why is it so important for us to be able to observe these separate energies? Yeah. Well, I really like the way you put that with the inward and outward focused energy, 
Um, that's a really great way of looking at the polarities. And uh, if we back up and just look at the makeup of the universe, we know that the entire physical universe we see in all matter and life is created from this interplay of two oppositely charged polarities in chemistry, you know, the positive and the negative uh, electrons are charged positively or negatively. And um, the way that they bond or repel with one another and interact creates the whole universe. So mm -hmm. polarity is a really important thing to understand. And it just shows up at every level of creation. We see polarity and it gets sort of like the chakras, which we've talked about in some of our previous podcasts, each chakra gets more complex and sort of like adds upon the previous one. Can you define chakra in case nobody knows what that is? Yeah. If you're familiar with the seven energy centers or the, the, uh, the chakras, the Kundalini, it's sometimes called, uh, those are the centers of, you know, we are electrical beings. And so, you know, what is it that makes me authentic or inauthentic? What is it that makes me compassionate or uncompassionate, um, selfish or selfless? You know, we have these energies that we wrestle with and what we're told in ancient spiritual teachings is that these seven energy centers contain these dynamics, these energies that we play with or that play us really. Mm -hmm. And so at every level of creation, polarity shows up and it just like the chakras get more complex as we move up the Kundalini, the, the way that polarity shows up gets more complex at each level of creation. So by the time we get to um, human beings, you know, polarity is showing up as masculine and feminine. And the cool thing is polarity can really be anything it wants to be in the whole universe. There's probably an infinite variety of the way, ways that these two energies express themselves. And so at least on our planet, in the human form, they express as what we call a masculine energy or feminine energy. And so to your point, I like looking at the feminine energy as the inward focus, the feelings, the subconscious mind, and the outward focusing is the masculine um, thoughts, thinking, projecting, um, looking to go out into the world and possess and conquer and obtain things. So what's important, right, is that we need both polarities. We cannot be overbalanced or underbalanced in one or the other, or we start to have problems. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the universe encourages us. And in a sense, gives us no other choice if we want to stop suffering to balance and harmonize those two polarities. And in a spiritual sense, uh, especially in the chakras, the way that those two polarities show up is feminine as love and masculine as wisdom. And we can really see in that analogy, how both are an integral aspect of spirituality, right? You need love, mm -hmm. but you also need wisdom. Mm, yes. And I love how you put that because the balance of the two of them is, is incredibly important to our process of evolution. I would say, yeah. um, we've, we found ourselves prioritizing one energy over the other very often in our current society. I would say that the masculine yeah. energetic is the one that's more prioritized, mm -hmm. um, and or seen as more valuable. Um, right. and so, uh, you know, to go out, get it done, hustle, you know, be the top of your game, be the CEO, you know, whatever, um, achieve. And in that regard, we have lost our sense of balance and being able to take the scenic route and enjoy nature and love and be introspective. Um, where do you find that our society has done ourselves a disservice by prioritizing one energy over the other? Where do you see those, uh, 
I would say failures, mechanisms falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love this question because this is something I've been thinking heavily about or really just contemplating and seeing in the world. And um, we just see it so obvious in our politics, in America at least. Um, if we take the, uh, the example of, you know, this, it's, it's an oversimplification, but if we say that the feminine represents our feeling aspect mm-hmm. and thinking represents our masculine aspect, we see that the two sides of the political spectrum, uh, left and the right, uh, liberal conservative represent the feeling and the thinking. Whereas on the left, the spectrum, you tend to get people that are, they, they really care about like social justice, civil rights, equality, equity. Um, they get very upset. You know, we see lots of like rioting and, and protesting and a lot of anger from the injustices on the left. You don't get that from the right. You know, you see that almost exclusively on the left because the right is going to be people who gravitate more towards rationalism, you know, thinking things through rational. Let's not get too lost in our feelings here. And so both sides are equally valid and necessary, but we have a political sphere where both sides are trying to say, you're wrong. You know, you shouldn't exist. You're a problem. You're a nuisance. I wish I could almost cut you off and it could just be this one side or that one side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, liberals tend to look at the conservatives and say, you guys are so feelingless and heartless and uncompassionate. And then the right looks at the left and says, you guys are so irrational and emotional about everything. And that's what happens when either side gets out of balance, right? When we're too thinking focused and not enough feeling, we become uncompassionate, disconnected, and we become too controlling, which we've seen from the political right throughout American history. And as you said, we very much have had a patriarchal society where the masculine energy has been prioritized of like, go out, do work, um, create value, accomplish something. Um, we've cared very little for the arts and um, what, what unites us as human beings, you know, as um, where we can really connect with one another outside of ideologies and things. Mm-hmm. We've tended to suppress that more as seeing it as less valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the arts are just as valuable as economics or anything else is. And then, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, we have, because we've been living in this, you know, America's been a patriarchal society, the world really has for the vast majority of our history. We see this, um, this resentment and this anger towards that from the left, which tends to represent the more feminine aspect of us. And so we see that as long as we are divided and thinking one side is less valuable than the other, this insanity and this war and strife will never come to an end. Mm-hmm. So we actually can't integrate the left or the right, you know, politically in our country until we as individuals integrate the left and the right, the thinking and the feeling within ourselves. And I think that's really what's happening, right? Is that mm-hmm. we see the macro representing the micro in that so many of us individually are divorced from a part of ourselves suppressing mm. our feminine or our masculine. And so we gravitate heavily towards the political end of the spectrum that matches that. Mm-hmm. And then we hate and fight the other side when the only way to have, uh, you know, the utopia that both sides of the politics promise us we could have, if we could only have it my way, mm-hmm. the only way to actually have that world is to come together and realize the necessity of both parts of ourselves being integrated, the thinking and the feeling, the masculine and the feminine. Until that happens, we will just continue to see this kind of broken society. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. It's as if you 
rephrased my entire podcast I did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you already did a podcast this morning? Uh, I did. Well, I, my individual podcast, the one when you guys hear this episode, it will be the podcast the week before. Um, okay. But essentially, uh, some of my personal episodes I do online by myself, I, I air the same day because I'm like, what is my present state of mind at? And that's yeah. what I want to hear at. But, I love it. Um, but yeah, like this, this balance that is so needed within people being able to find understanding and compassion, but also keep their thinking, you know, it's not right. like throw the baby out with the bathwater. And unfortunately we've been, been tangled in this, this imbalance of trying to teeter totter between the two, that one is more important than the other, that we're fighting with each other instead of trying to integrate each other. And what I find is, is that in most of my clientele, and I have primarily female clientele, those that identify as female, um, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them desire to be more in their feminine energetic, um, to be pursued, to be, you know, uh, the, the scenic route. Like I always call it the scenic route. Cause I just, in my mind, I think that is the more enjoyable way to live for me. <laughs> um, but you know, like no, we want the efficient route, Aaliyah. No, I don't want to get me to the quickest. <laughs> yeah. But I am that person too, you know, I'm very much, I would say I would more a masculine energetic slanted woman, um, someone who is like, you know, business and get this done or whatever. And in fact, right, obviously, say, obviously <laughs> in my partnership, even like, I would say like, we're, we're, we're pretty balanced in both, but I would say I would slant more to the masculine energetics. So, um, either way though, like I find that there is this, this disowning of our feminine energetic that because we've for so long heard that this is not a valuable part. Like if you can't get there the fastest, it doesn't matter. You know, if you can't do the best, then it doesn't matter. And um, if you're doing something for fun instead of production, it doesn't matter. And like you said, the arts are just as important as economics. And so people disowning a major side of themselves that is not getting to express it, particularly in men. And so, you know, imagine, you know, men who want to go the scenic route, you know, instead and, and be able to enjoy things in a very, um, you know, different way is not ex as accepted, you know, feel your feelings, allow yourself to cry, release, you know, those kinds of things are not as, as readily accepted. They are becoming more accepted, but they haven't been in, in past years for sure. We can all agree on that. Right. Um, where do you find for, for people uh, who are existing within themselves, trying to fight that fight within themselves? What are some ways that people can start to acknowledge areas and where they're finding those energetic imbalances and that they can, they can lean into the other one to help retain or regain that balance? Well, if we look at the chakras, the energy centers, the fourth chakra is the heart chakra uh, in the law of one that represents the fourth density of consciousness, which is the love density. And then the fifth chakra is the throat chakra, which represents the wisdom density. And so even in the way that Ra in the law of one describes how creation was formed, how it was made, love came first and then light or wisdom. And so I think it's always wise for us to look at reality in the way that reality is and try to follow suit and, and be in harmony with reality in that we really can't truly think before we feel. Hmm. I believe, I believe that our feelings Say that again, say it again <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's true that because the heart comes before the mind, we, we really can't or shouldn't rather think before we feel. Hmm. And that's maybe where the right side of the spectrum gets out of balance. Um, and so I think like if, if I'm going to come up with a solution for something in my own life, in my own spiritual growth, 
if I just try to think my way through it, I'm going to be missing a super critical element and I'll never really be able to heal it because in a sense, love is the highest form of understanding, mm -hmm. right? To love something is truly to know it. And it's, it's a, it's an awareness that's far beyond the intellect. Mm -hmm. It's a knowing that's far beyond conceptualization and words and language. So when we do shadow work, right? Shadow works about first feel it, then go back to the memory, think about it, contemplate it, see it differently, perceive it differently. We have to feel it before we do that, right? Mm -hmm. And what we call spiritual bypassing is when we don't let ourselves feel those traumas and we just try to think them through. You know, most people do their shadow work like that. Yeah. And then find that it never actually heals anything because it's like, you can come up with the right perspectives, sure, but deep within the recesses of your subconscious, there is a broken child who's wounded and crying out for love, who is abandoned or whatever. And, you know, that moment in your memory that that abandonment or that abuse happened is like literally frozen in time in your energy centers. And it will not be released until it is met with loving awareness. Um, sort of like I always use the analogy of if you're like trapped in a room, let's say, with a frightened animal that's in fight or flight mode and it thinks you're the enemy and it's and it putting mm -hmm. its claws out. How would you prove to that animal that you're not a threat? You would have to just sit with it in calm, peaceful, quiet patience and let that animal express all of its defense mechanisms and ah. And only when you don't react to those defense mechanisms with resistance, will that animal see, okay, this isn't an enemy of mine. This isn't mm -hmm. something to be threatened by. And so when we don't do that, that feeling aspect of healing, we're just leaving 50% at least of the equation um, left untended. So mm, for yeah. me, it's about feeling first and then thinking. Yeah. And a lot of people have, I would say, vast difficulty with being able to engage with their feelings in that way, because we've been taught that these are not valuable. This is not yeah. something that, that is, is valuable to the equation in order to, to help us think about something. Um, so I love that you, you put it that way, um, for, for a lot of people. And, and I would say, like you said, we live in a kind of more patriarchal world. So it is very rare that we need to teach someone to lean more into their masculine energy. At least I found right. with my clients. Is that the same for you? I would say so. Right. It's more rare than not. Yeah. Right. So because of the slant of our current earth, I believe during this time, especially with, you know, COVID and everything that's been happening, it's been a charge and a challenge to swing us back into balance the other way. And like, as the pendulum needs to come back and to this side, right. um, where people seem to be most interested in the masculine and feminine energies and how they work in polarities and relationships. So can you talk a little bit about what it would look like um, in a relationship, uh, to have, you know, both parties in their masculine <laughs> imbalance and what that would look like. Um, what does it mean to utilize their understanding of these energies in relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is why polarity is really important to understand if you want to have a healthy relationship. Um, I think if we look first at what is the wounded masculine look like in a relationship, uh, and the wounded feminine, we see that on the masculine side, the wounded masculine will become the narcissist, the gaslighter, because a wounded masculine is one who doesn't have any integration of their feminine. Mm -hmm. And so the masculine part of them has to take over that portion of their psyche and become even more controlling 
that's what the masculine does. It's the outward, right. outward going energy. It seeks to possess, to control, to conquer, to have dominion over. And there's a place for that in the right way. But the narcissist is the one who can't handle their partner's emotions. I don't want to hear your, I don't want to hear your tears. I don't want to hear you crying. I don't want any of that shit. Um, you don't feel that way. That didn't happen. I didn't do that. Shut up. I can't handle you when you're like this. Mm-hmm. That's a typical narcissist, right? And um, both sides of the spectrum, if one is wounded, it will catalyze the other's wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it will poke the other one's wounds. And again, that's kind of the way the universe forces us to get healed because mm-hmm. at a certain point, it just becomes too unbearable to remain broken, disconnected. So in a relationship, uh, a healthy masculine would be the opposite of a wounded masculine, which we're very familiar with in our society. Mm-hmm. So it would be one, it would be a, whether it's the man or woman in the relationship, doesn't matter what the gender is, dynamics are, but a wholesome masculine energy would be one that can sit and hold space and listen. You know, listening is a very intimate thing to do with your partner. And uh, patience is, a, is an aspect of integrity. Integrity is an aspect of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is kind of like the masculine polarity in a, in a nutshell. Right. So when we integrate wisdom, wisdom says we need to feel this. We need to hear this. We need, they need to be, they need to express themselves. They need to be heard. They need to feel seen. Otherwise those distorted emotions will keep recycling. Right. Right. And what about the wounded feminine? So the wounded feminine, I don't know if there's, maybe you can help me with this. I don't know if there's like a name for the wounded feminine, the way we have like the narcissist for the, for the masculine. that kind of like encapsulates the wounded masculine very well mm-hmm. to me the wounded feminine shows up like um a woman that just out of control with her emotions that can't seem to balance her feelings explosive fits of anger um sort of like the the bipolar activity where really really great one second and but at any moment i could get triggered and just like disappear from that end of the spectrum and then <laughs> reappear as the devil over here right and i have all this you know the feminine is like pure power Mm -hmm. Like it, it's like the mama bear energy, right? So women can become very emotionally and verbally abusive. Sorry, the feminine. Thank you. I've, I've dated women who had a very wounded feminine. So Mm -hmm. that's where my (laughs) mind goes. And yeah, at a certain point, I just, after a lot of suffering and and fighting and all of that, I just could only have compassion Mm. because it was very clear, like they're being run by their emotions. They, they don't really have any capacity to not do what they're doing. They can't bury it. They can't hide from it. And so it has to express through them. And until they find what those wounds are, they're just sort of a current of energy flowing through that they have no real control over. Mm, Yeah. And I think it's important for us to bring attention to this because we often hear about the wounded masculine a lot. We hear loads about narcissism, right? Right. And we, we tend to, at least in my communities, in the, the media that I observe is, is, is very often directed at men. Um, that we find that this, this particular archetype exists, um, more often in, more often in, in the masculine, um, in men, uh, if you will, and and gender it, (laughs) um, at least that's what our society says. And so I know, I know narcissistic women as well, so we can operate in others as well. Um, but what you said about the wounded feminine, that, that, that sheer power, Okay. And when we talk about power, like a lot in, in, in our societal sense, power is something to be 
achieved power is something mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, like you want it, you desire it. This is something we need. And when we think about the feminine and, or even if we think about those who identify as women, we have often early society has told us that we are not powerful. So in our right. wounded state, the power comes out on purpose because we are not seen, not heard, not held space for and held comfortably in, in the fullness of our emotions. Yeah. So we're told that our power is, is, is either bad or non-existent. Yes. So we fight more for to be seen, to be heard, to, to show and explode. And like, you're going to hear me, you know, like it it comes from this, that, that zero to 100 kind of thing from the, the, I would say the suppression, the marginalization of that feeling of I'm not going to be heard. Yeah. And so it's almost like for a balanced feminine energetic we would, we wouldn't have the need to scream and, and shout and, you know, cause we would feel safe. Right. Held and, yeah. and had space by the masculine, have that balance. And even within yes. ourselves, right. So you have a balance of feminine and masculine. I have a ben- uh, balance of feminine and masculine. So uh, when we find ourselves balanced, we can identify with the other person, no matter the gender and wherever their areas of um, polarity are, is wounded essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. So there, this can, this can be such a, such a benefit to relationships when we recognize these energies as, um, as both being something that are valuable, uh, in the tangle yeah. of our relationships. Um, yeah. thank you for that information as well. Like the wounded feminine, we don't, I don't think we talk about that a lot and yeah, go ahead. You're going to say something. Well, you know, it's, you mentioned the power aspect of the feminine, um, really where all of our power comes from. Um, you know, willpower, our drive, uh, determination, that's the feminine aspect of us. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're, whenever you're passionate in your passion, you're in your feminine. Whenever you're in your creativity in, in flow, that's your feminine. And so, you know, we have all these phrases, uh, colloquialisms, you might say in our society about, you know, like hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. Hmm. It's like, uh, this is a fundamental component of our society that, like you said, has been so, because it's, it's intimidating to the masculine, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. threatening to the masculine. And so, because happy this is wife, I, happy life, happy wife, happy life, because unhappy wife, unhappy life, unhappy life. <laughs> um, because we've had women suppressed for so long. And, and thankfully now women's rights are really have taken off a lot and women are succeeding in all the highest places, which is beautiful. And I think we'll just continue to see more of that as time goes forward. But because it's been so opposite throughout history, um, we have a one of the distortions we see coming from the left, I would say personally, is this idea that um, the highest form of success or power a woman can have is to make all the same achievements in the quote unquote man's world of like mm. business and success. Yeah. Like now that that's what being a powerful woman is mm-hmm. and having children and raising a family isn't powerful. That's, right. you know, right. stay at home, have babies, make food. It's like, no, that's just been our perception of it. That's not what it actually is. There is nothing more powerful than delivering a human being. There is nothing more powerful than raising the next generation. I mean, everything else on this side pales in comparison to that. So we have to change the way we see it because otherwise we're going to be telling women that now you need to go into the, the quote unquote man's world and succeed there to show them who's really powerful. And it's like, no, that's also a distortion, right? If you want yeah. to do that, totally equally valid. And obviously many women like yourself kick ass in that world. 
Thank you. And, and that's awesome. <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean that not having your own business as a woman or raising children, you know, having your husband earn more income or something is disempowering. Right. That's also a distortion of the feminine, right? Yes. And you kind of hit a nerve with me. I'm tearing up <laughs> um, because I've said for a long time that um, <clears throat> we are equal. We are not the same. Yes. And in energies, we are equal, equally important, but not the same. Right. And to be an equal feminine does not mean to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about people who identify as women, then it, I don't want to be like a man. <laughs> I just right. don't like uh, me having a business and doing all these things are wonderful for myself. And I love it. Um, but you saying the thing about nothing being more powerful than, than delivering a human being, my experience uh, through motherhood, if I can just go off on a small tangent here, <laughs> please do. Um, it was it was so hard, like the whole experience, the pregnancy, um, the, my birth was really traumatic. Like I passed out on the table from, from blood loss and, um, hemorrhage and they were going to have to do transfusion. Like I could have died. And then afterwards to have to recover from this massive surgery and take care of this teeny tiny human and deliver her food through my breasts. Okay. Like there was, there was so much internally happening to my body and my mind and the shift and transition I had to make at, to, to survive, to, to, to continue to hold space here and still be functional. Like, don't fucking tell me this is soft stuff. You know, like to yeah. me, I I've, I've defined, and this is my personal opinion, but I think motherhood is extremely masculine because everything that you have to do to take care and make sure and, 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 you know, like (laughs) protection and all of that. So, you know, the, the idea that like, cause I hear this a lot, like motherhood, if you decided you wanted to stay home and raise children that then, you know, oh, you're not utilizing the the fullness of your, your equality and it's bullshit. That's a label, man. It's absolutely a label. So like, um, here I am trying to do both. Right. And thankfully I have a partner who is an incredible dad and is, is making space for me to do this part. Right. Like for me to do my, my masculine and do my, he shifts more to his feminine to let you shift more to your masculine. That's beautiful. And we're able to do that balance. I have, I work half the week. He works half the week and we're able to trade. And I don't see that for a lot of people. Like right. for a lot of women to be able to have that space to do that. But if they knew that they could, if they knew that, that, that it was acceptable to do both, not that they have to do both, but that they could do one or the other. And that wouldn't be, um, you know, demonetizing their ability to be equal, then they could be free. Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah. So, so much up. to say about this. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is a huge topic, I think. Um, in terms of the power that, that it requires to give birth to a human being. I mean, I'll, I'll stand up as a man and say, I don't think I could ever do that. Mm. <laughs> that. That's just the most incredible act I think humans do is giving birth. And when, when my mom was giving birth to me, I'll, I might get a few details wrong here, but um, she had sepsis during labor oh. and she was not doing good. She was um, her vital signs were dropping. They, they couldn't 
um, stabilize her. And it got so bad that um, they told my dad, they said, uh, unfortunately, we're at a point, a juncture now where we have to choose whose life to prioritize. And we can't promise you that whose life we don't prioritize will make it. It's that serious. So would you like us to prioritize, you know, stabilizing your wife and getting her out of sepsis and all of this, these things we have to do, which could put your child in real jeopardy of not making it mm-hmm. or vice versa. We can try to deliver this child and deal with your wife later, but she might not make it. Yeah. And my dad's like, wow, how do you say, how do you choose one or the other? Like, mm-hmm. What a horrible thing to have to choose. But I think, you know, his, his choice was, well, I, we can have more children, but I can't get another Janet, mm-hmm. you know, she's mm-hmm. my one and only, I can't say no to her. And so they went back in and told my mom the same thing. Like, Hey, you're dying. We don't know if you're going to live through this. We have to prioritize you and your baby may not make it. We're going to do our best. And my mom, like chose you that feminine power. Yeah. My dad said came at her and she was like, you're not letting my child die. I got this. And she found this inner willpower. My dad said wow. he'd never seen and she pushed through and she like kept herself conscious through the process and, you know, survived obviously. And so it's like, if, if that's not power, like, tell me, tell me what about working in the executive world is more powerful than that. <sighs> like it pales, it just does. So society has told us that succeeding in business and making money is power. Staying at home is weakness or less valid, let's say. Mm-hmm. nothing could be anybody who stayed truth. home with a bunch of kids knows <laughs> what, yeah what you Please have give me your business job yeah <laughs> let me go trade stocks for a day and you can stay home i will go to work oh yeah. wow um aaron thank you like that I, we didn't plan on talking about that today. And no, I didn't. <laughs> me, I feel like I was like, we always get into these podcasts and I'm like, you know what, whatever comes through and the collective needs to hear is going to be what needs to hear. Right. And it, it, it witnesses to me today because very, so powerfully because we, the balance of these energies and, and recognize and knowing the value of both. <sighs> I, I just feel like breathing here. Yeah. Um, it gives us, I would say a more grounded, better view of uh, a happier life we could live, you know, a more balanced life Absolutely. that we could live. Um, damn, you know, that's ugh, incredible. So like, how do we transition from that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I love what you said about how um, your partner, he takes more of the feminine role, the child rearing, taking care of them while you do work on your business and your podcast. And then you guys can just shift roles Mm -hmm. when vice versa, when it wants to be the other way, like look at how much more opportunity for success you guys both have in, in having that relationship because you're both integrated. Yeah. Whereas if the woman always has to take care of the children, the man always lets her take the the job and he doesn't want to change the diapers and do all this stuff, you know, she will burn out. Mm-hmm. She needs to be in her masculine a little, a little bit too. take some time away to herself, read a book, go hang out with friends, have your own business, whatever. That's where, you know, if you're in one too long, you're going to get, um, you're going to get drained. Mm-hmm. And um, if we shift a little bit to the spiritual domain, this is what I found in my journey coming out of Christianity into Eastern philosophy Christianity tends to be more on the feminine aspect spiritually in that Christianity does a really good job of worshiping God, loving God, being devoted to God as my, my all in all, but their masculine side is very distorted, Mm -hmm. right? The theology, the, their belief system is just horribly corrupted. 
by the ego. And so it was the distorted masculine of Christianity that I hated. And it was the feminine that I loved. I loved mm-hmm. worshiping God. And, and that was actually my, my career path was to be a worship leader, worship mm-hmm. pastor. I missed that part of church. Same. Like, like black church, bring especially that back? like, yes. yeah, I was like, I loved sitting there and singing the same phrase over and over and over and like, just getting into it. Like that, that was beautiful. But yeah, it's, go ahead. <laughs> it's an experience unlike anything else because it's the collective energy you create together mm-hmm. that we're all in this room with one devoted purpose, with one love and expressing ourselves together. And if you can get out of your, your judgmental masculine thinking mind and just get into your, your feeling, mm-hmm. um, we, we would create some really powerful atmospheres in my church growing up where like miracles would manifest. People yeah. would get healed of diseases all the time. Traumas would break down and people would find healing of stuff just the pure power of that presence we would create. But, you know, God sends you to hell if you don't accept Christ. Uh, Women are inferior to men. The rapture draws nigh. The Bible's infallible. These are the distorted masculine belief systems in Christianity that repel people from it, Mm -hmm. like myself. And so I was, what's that? (laughs) I said myself included. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so you and I, probably anyone else who leaves their religion, uh, the Christian religion was really hungry for some rational, logical understandings of the divine nature. Mm. Like help me make sense of this. Right. It's, I can't live with this internal conflict of a God who I love and experiences love. And then you tell me he's angry and judgmental and creates division between his own children. I just can't reconcile those two. So in the Eastern philosophies, they're much more on the masculine side, the wisdom approach you know, non-duality and things like that and understanding the divine nature of reality. And man, that's what I needed. And I dove head first into it for four or five years, which led me to my second awakening. But at a certain point I began, the depression came back again and it started to overwhelm me more and more by the day because I knew all this great spiritual knowledge and I understood myself as pure consciousness and the universe experiencing itself but I didn't have the love or devotion for this divine any longer that connected Mm -hmm. me with that reality. Yeah. So I felt this emptiness, Mm -hmm. this hole that couldn't be filled, no matter how much knowledge and wisdom I acquired, I felt empty and meaningless and purposeless. And I remember I had um, a really bad experience. One day I took, I did a mushroom trip hoping that I could do some shadow work Mm. and and I did baby yeah you did (laughs) but it was like what you would call a bad trip where all of these feelings of hopelessness life is meaningless who cares if you're a consciousness life sucks anyway you know Mm. and I I was like oh these thoughts are just horrible I don't want to think these thoughts but man they just feel so real how can I escape this and I was just for two or three hours just like in this agonizing bad trip sitting with these thoughts that had been tormenting me secretly mm-hmm. now are the, at the forefront of my mind. And like a, I swear, like a light piercing the dark clouds above me, this ray of light shone down as if it said to me, Aaron, like, didn't you forget that God is love? Mm. You used to love God. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I had this flashback of, you know, zero to 23 years old when I was a devout Christian like I was as in love with Jesus as you can get. Yeah. I was a worship leader for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and I would all day long in my classroom, at school, at home, on the way to school, before bed at night, I'm just talking to God, loving on God, 
like my best friend feeling connected. Mm -hmm. This is my father, my source, my divine mother. And I'd lost that when I left Christianity because I sort of threw out a lot of the good stuff with the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And the I feminine saw aspects of your divine yes. divinity. I, I divorced myself from the feminine aspect of spirituality. Hmm. And so it was like at that moment, all I wanted to do was to go visit sick children in the hospital and just get out of myself and love others. It's like, that's what felt good. That's what felt like medicine. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And that is actually what ended my depression. Mm. So there's a good example too, right? Of how we, we can't afford to be disconnected from either side because we will run into big issues. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful and important because we can, we can so see that in our, in our thinking processes, if you will, uh, not just in religion, but just in our approach to life. Um, you know, in my spiritual uh, remembering, I've re-tagged the word because awakening seems to be such a buzzword now. I'm like, I know, I right? Um, but in my remembering, if you will, like the, like that's so that whole space, like you're talking about, you cannot digest enough information. You go on every podcast, every YouTube, every binge, book binge, that you binge. can read, binge every, you know, and guys <laughs> who are listening to this, like you guys, you guys know, like, I know that there are a bunch of people who listen to my show and who've like, I started at number one and now I'm at a hundred and such. And in like a month and I'm like, holy cow, that's a lot. Wow. Thank you for listening. Of course. I'm not going to yeah. tell you not to, but high praise, yeah. but <laughs> thank you. Um, but this, this idea of like, I, I'm, I'm trying to take in as much as I can consume as much as I can, yeah. um, in order to find some sense of meaning to find yeah. this like place where I can anchor myself and feel safe again, or feel like I know something again. Yeah. And a lot of that, that masculine energetic, what desires to, like you said, dominate, conquer, if you will, I'm going to figure out this problem. I, yeah. I don't know what I believe in anymore. Oh no, I'm lost in the desert here. I'm going to figure this problem out. And that yeah. urgency, that sense of, of need is as a result of that masculine energy being out of balance. When you're that feminine energy, you're like, oh, I'm going to take a stroll down spirituality lane. I'm just going to like <laughs> taste this thing and I'm going to try that thing. You know, you get I'm gonna to be enjoy, so spiritual, right? <laughs> you can enjoy that process through figuring it out and not necessarily having that, that, that speed run, you know, to the end all. Right. Well, that's a great example you bring up of uh, what happens when we get uh, identified and attached to our thinking and our beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, as we said earlier, that will trigger our disconnected, wounded feminine mm -hmm. in that if I think, you know, like, like you said, if I'm binging all this content, um, a lot of people say to me, I binge your content, man. I'm like, please don't like watch <laughs> one video a week and like spend the whole week integrating because mm -hmm. I always give people deliverables, like here's how you integrate this truth into right. your life. Spend at least a week doing that and then watch the next one. Like you'll get way more growth and benefit yeah. out of that than just ripping through my whole channel in, you know, a month. And because we think information will save us, right? we get attached to that information. We identify with that information and then we need to convince other people to believe it and agree with it. Oh my God. Can we talk about go, that? <laughs> yeah, let's do. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's, that's just what ego does. It's the act of being identified. Mm -hmm. So it needs people to agree with it to mm -hmm. say, yes, see, I do exist because mm -hmm. my beliefs are being validated. So I am real mm -hmm. as a separate being. Yeah. And so when we need people to agree with us, anyone who doesn't agree with us or has a different ideology or thought system or belief, we have to attack them and get into our wounded feminine and get emotional and triggered and angry and defensive 
to beat them down, beat them into submission until they admit defeat and that my belief was the correct one. That's mm. what both sides of the spectrum politically are doing to one another. And I think as we have sufficient evidence for, sufficient. Doesn't, really, doesn't really work, does it? Yeah, exactly. Not productive. <laughs> and for those who are listening, like when we, we, again, when we're talking about the feminine, I've never seen, you know, it's, we ha- it's the, the, the biggest scam of history that women are more emotional than men. Right. Like as if we're talking genders, those identify as either. Um, it's the biggest scam because never in my life have I seen more men go at it with at each other in that wounded feminine. Yeah. And you know, you this and da, 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 and uh, an extreme power. I was watching this uh meme the other day, this guy who was like screaming at his friend, debating whether or not Glinda was a princess or a witch <laughs> in the Wizard of Oz. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, I'll send it to you afterwards. And he's like, the wicked witch of the eight. Like he is going off about like, she's a princess. And the guy's like, no, she's a witch. She's the good, whatever. It's a whole thing. Daniel Tosh even got involved because he was like, this is ridiculous. Oh, that's Um, hilarious. It was so funny. But like the the extremity of like, you don't believe what I believe. You Are you going to, he says over and over, are you going to tell me I'm wrong? Are you going to tell me I'm wrong? (laughs) He's absolutely wrong, by the way, like viscerally wrong. And he's projecting his wrongness. But that trigger that people feel when, when like they, they are, they are hunkering down on what they consider to be their truth because they're afraid that if, if they're wrong, they don't exist, that, Mm. that they, they're not, they're compromised in some kind of way. And um, we all seek and desire to be seen. And to me, I feel like that's a very feminine, energetic trait. Like I want to yes. be seen. I want space held for me. I want to exist. I want to, to be this big and someone say, you're, you're, you're enough, you know, or yeah. like, you're not too much. Yeah. Um, and, and all of us desire that. So yeah. it's a, it's a oh, massive yeah. scam to like put that on us as, I mean, as those identify with women and, and, and say that like men are the more logical, you know, yeah, I've seen it, I've seen it operate and we all oh, have seen yes. it operate. So we know that that's not actually true. Anyway, okay, so we are going to head over to Patreon and continue this conversation because we're we haven't even gotten into the sex aspect of things, the, the juicier aspect of <laughs> these <laughs> operators. I heard you and Brandon talking about it on your thing, and I was like, that's a really interesting topic. So we're going to talk about that on Patreon. Uh, cool. If you guys want to become a Patreon member, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheLovelyAlia in order to. Uh, listen to the rest of this conversation before we go off the podcast and YouTube. Uh, can you tell people where to find you? Yeah. Keep it pretty simple. You can just find me at Aaron Abke anywhere. So Instagram, www.facebook slash that's where you'll find me. A-B-K-E. Uh, do you have any lasting thoughts about the masculine and feminine for our audience? Um, yeah, I would just summarize it as, you know, if we're talking about what the polarities represent, our feminine side is that which opens up to be seen, wants to be heard, wants to be known, wants to express itself freely. And, uh, you know, when that's out of balance, when a woman or or the feminine aspect of a relationship, if it's whether it's two gay men, two lesbian women, it, it shows up everywhere. If one isn't feeling seen or heard, the emotions will get bottled up. And that's where the, the wounded feminine becomes the angry, explosive, you know, emotional, easily triggered because it's like, no one hears me. No one feels what I feel. I, I want to be heard. And if you can't feel what I feel, I'm going to make you feel it. Mm-hmm. Like that's essentially the wounded feminine. And if you see that in yourself, 
beautiful. Now you know what it is that needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, it's not that you need someone else to hear you as much as you need to hear you. You need to allow yourself to be okay with what you feel. And of course, you will attract a partner that wants that as well if you're in that vibration. And you will not want to be with a partner who doesn't if you're in that vibration. So I just would summarize by saying all healing happens within yourself and then expresses itself outwardly in your relationships and your job and whatnot. But look for it in here. The masculine and the feminine are within all of us equally. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Aaron. We appreciate you being on the show. And guys, if you like this episode, please share it with someone you love and we will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.